This is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome back to part two of our seven-part series on the general theory of relativity. No, I'm kidding. This is the Go Blue Crew, of course, where we talk about all things Michigan. And today we're talking about Shea Patterson because, as luck would have it, Jim Harbaugh announced that Shea Patterson is going to be the starting quarterback this year, which was kind of like a weird announcement. There was no real fanfare. And uh, it was announced much earlier than we're accustomed to as Michigan fans. But it feels really good to get this thing out of the way, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it, I was worried that we wouldn't hear. And I, for some reason this season, and I talked last week with Craig about this on, on Wolverine Sounds as well, is I just really wanted him to name Shea Patterson the starter. There wasn't really any reason why I wanted him to. Uh, I don't think it really benefits me as a fan or for, or others as fans, other than I guess we know um, what we already assumed. But I'm really glad that it came out. It was a little bit weird. Um, it was confirmed uh, by uh, David Abloff. Uh, he, had, he had obviously said it at a M Club of Ann Arbor luncheon event earlier this morning and apparently let the team know as well. So kind of a weird breaking news way of of uh, letting everybody know, but it's his first time opening or uh, naming a college starter for the opener for the first time since Andrew Luck in 2009. So if that won't get people way overhyped, I don't know what will. Yeah. And I think we can credit that nugget to uh, Cody Stavenhagen, Stavenhagen, Stavenhagen of the athletic uh, boy. I said that last name three times. So I butchered it twice. Hopefully only twice. But yeah, I saw that too. And that was really interesting, of course, because we all know how that turned out. And uh, actually, you know, Andrew Luck is, as we record this, I think he's playing or getting ready to play uh, in his first game at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis since like 2016. So it's great stuff happening if, if you're connected to Jim Harbaugh, apparently, but so you said that this was exciting, and and I have no disagreements. But like, I I think my my thought process was, if you start with the assumption that Jim Harbaugh and Pep Hamilton and like that that whole uh, slew of of offensive coaches, if you start with the assumption that they know best and are going to make the right decision, then like the most the most exciting thing would have been Brandon Peters winning the job, right? Because that would mean he beat out Shea Patterson who is a more established quarterback. I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying this because I have like any kind of problem with Shea Patterson getting this job. Like I just said, I completely trust the decision-making of the coaching staff, but there was like a most exciting scenario. And I think it was Brandon Peters winning the job, but it's Shea Patterson. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think the most exciting, more exciting than that, if we're going to go that route, would be Joe. Joe, Milton. true. We could we could just work all the way down the ladder. Like the most the most exciting thing that could have happened is like Rashawn Gary playing both ways. He's the starting quarterback. He really emerged throughout the spring and summer and, and won it in, in the dog days of summer. No, see, yeah, and so I, I think that all of those scenarios are, are probably more surprising for me. I'm excited because one of my biggest struggles with the last couple of years and anyone who I thought would be the quarterback to start the year since Jim Harbaugh has been there has 
has started. I, I think you would probably say the same. You probably guessed Rudock, Spate, and then Spate again. Is that correct? You know, we'd have to go back and check the record, but uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, yes, I, I did. I did predict all three of those. Because I, I don't think you picked O'Corn over Spate last year, and I'm going to guess you didn't pick Shane Morris over Wilton Spate the year before. So that's why no. I safely assume that you you probably. So again, we all we all see that Shea Patterson starting. That's kind of what we expected as fans. Is what people in the media expected. That's what players have almost made it sound like they expect just by the way they talk about him in a little bit different of a fashion now obviously players have been asked directly about Shea Patterson maybe more uh, than other quarterbacks just because of all the hype surrounding him but for me it's exciting because now I know that Shea Patterson's a starting quarterback and you can only assume that he's getting all of the first team reps uh, in the next couple of weeks of practice and last year and years before uh, especially last year during the season when we're all kind of waiting for Hey, how long is this whole corn thing going to go on for? Why can't Brian Peters have a shot? Ah, they're splitting time. Both quarterbacks look good. He kind of went that. It's raging on. Competition is there. Uh, friendly competition, one of the toughest competitions in all of all of the position groups. And now all of a sudden, it's, yeah, Shea Patterson's the starter. And for me, I hope that gives Shea Patterson the confidence he needs to, to know that now everybody knows, his teammates know, fans know, the media knows. Now it's time to strap in, uh, learn as much as you can in the remaining two weeks of, of fall training camp, and, and really prove to everybody why you had that five-star rating and why you can actually be a legitimate uh, quarterback within a very, very good conference. You know, that's a good point that this is uh, undoubtedly a confidence booster for Shea Patterson, but like at the at the end of the day, you, you got to think that Shea's the type of guy who, who walked on the campus day one and like knew in his head he was a starter. He just seems like Absolutely. like that kind of guy, and I know that you know. There's the uh, well. I'm always going to prepare like I'm the starter. Yada yada yada. Some guys just like have that confidence about them, and they've earned it, or or it's just in their human nature. But like Shay just seems like seems like that kind of dude. It's uh, as the kids would say, it's Shay season. Am I right? Spelled S Z N yes. for some reason. S Z N. Yep. Whatever nowadays. I use that for a wedding the, season. Yep. Wedding season. That's uh, what I use that for. Well, you just became a little more insufferable. I know. I know. Well, one of the things that I, one of the things I like that Craig mentioned in in the Divine Intervention podcast is the scene, uh, in All or Nothing where Wilton Spate obviously in the Florida game throws two pick sixes. John O'Corn comes in and heading into the second half, I believe, uh, both quarterbacks just have no clue uh, who's going to play. Uh, and, and and I think that kind of painted a picture of just whether it's the insecurity of, of knowing your role uh, in Wilton Spate or, or John O'Corn wanting that opportunity, but uh, not knowing if, if Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff can trust him over Wilton Spate. And this is obviously before Wilton Spate goes down again this year. I think it's a clear picture, just like it's a clear picture for who the best running backs are, just like it's a clear picture for who the best wide receivers are, what defensive players are talked about the most. Shea Patterson's the guy. Everybody knows he's the guy, expects him to be the guy. Now he just has to prove himself on the field and he has a huge opportunity to do so on the road. And I think that that will obviously uh, either help or hurt him, uh, especially if he plays bad, that's going to hurt him. Uh, and if he plays really good against a top 15 team on the road to open the season, uh, you're going to see him on the Heisman 
uh, early ballot, probably until he has his first bad performance. Well, the reason that he can feel the security and that, you know, we to a, to a certain extent as fans can feel the security is because of how early this is coming. I mean, we've already mentioned it, but this is abnormal for Jim Harbaugh, especially during his time at Michigan, to name a quarterback this soon. That gives me a ton of hope, you know, to, to think that, wow, somebody impressed him enough this early for him to name a starting quarterback. Even though we can look back at the first three years of his tenure in Ann Arbor and like pinpoint very specific instances where he's saying, no, this is why I will not name a starter until the season opener or you know i'm not going to name a starter until somebody really separates themselves like there were very clear benchmarks that he has set and shea patterson apparently like rose to that that level of of making jim harbaugh name him the starter so that's like that's like the most significant thing to come out of this whole thing is that it's happening right now yeah, one of the other things I saw that I really liked on Twitter, LG Hale, obviously, has a lot of credibility and a lot of following uh, in the Twitter sphere. Uh, he said it's the first time Harbaugh has named a starting quarterback to begin the season because it's the first time Harbaugh has had a starting quarterback to begin the season. And you know what? In terms of at least the hype, uh, and, and years before, I think everybody maybe assumed correctly, the only real debate I think was in 2016 where I feel like a lot of guys at the Big House Report were kind of back and forth with who the quarterback would be. Last year, I had no question that would be Wilton Spade. And then, and then this year, again, I think we all really assumed to be Shea Patterson. And like you said, if it wasn't going to be Shea Patterson, then that probably meant that Brandon Peters or Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton were just playing absolutely outstanding, which is only going to benefit Michigan as well. And hopefully the depth at the quarterback uh, is a lot better this year in case something happens to Shea Patterson. Uh, any kind of injury or, or freak incident that could happen like that. But I think he's right in the sense that this is really the first time that I've had a lot of confidence uh, with someone at quarterback just because he has enough I don't know, enough tape you can watch, enough experience to where you at least feel more confident than the other guys, even though Brandon Peters had a lot of hype last season, showed some good things. But there are also games where he was very underutilized. And so comparing uh, those on the staff at the quarterback position – Obviously, you got to feel good about Shea Patterson because he has gone out and played some pretty good ball, uh, even in a small sample size. You know, I have to just take a minute to 100% disagree with LG Hale about Harbaugh having a, a starting quarterback for the first time at Michigan. You cannot watch Jake Rudock in his lone season at Michigan and like make the argument that he wasn't a starting quarterback. And, and you can't look at Wilton Spate in uh, 2016 and say he wasn't a starting quarterback last year things really went south with the quarterback position but those first two years I mean come on those were those were uh, pretty quality quarterbacking performances in my opinion but anyway so you you mentioned a little bit about what being able to watch the the tape on Shea Patterson what do you see in that tape like what is there to really like about him in a Michigan uniform so obviously at Ole Miss, the offense and, and kind of the structure of, of how they ran things and utilized him will be a little bit different, uh, if not a lot different, than how Jim Harbaugh and his offensive staff will use. We've heard a lot about the RPO, spreading it out a little bit, something that Chris Evans said. I expect a lot more shotgun. Um, for me, I think that we'll see a quarterback that likes to get out in space, isn't afraid to run, 
uh, bail out of some bad situations, and really just spread the field. Just to have a guy who is is kind of naturally fit for that system, uh, especially during his time at Ole Miss in that offense, I think that we'll see a lot more of a spread out approach. And I think that honestly, that will help so many areas, even including tight ends, tight ends and, and fullback, uh, two areas that Michigan really succeed. And I think that even when you get into a shotgun and you maybe spread it out a little bit more naturally over the course of drives, when you get back in that I formation and those tight bunches, if you have a quarterback that can give you both, I think that you're really going to excel because there are a lot of good things and a lot of good run packages that Michigan has shown in the last couple of years. And so you have kind of the standard way that Jim Harbaugh likes to approach offense, a smash mouth offense. We're going to run it down your throat uh, until you cry for help. Now you have a quarterback who can also kind of step back and spread it out. And I think that we'll see a lot more versatility overall in offense this year. Yeah, that, that run it down, down your throat until you cry for help thing, it's really great when it works. And it has worked from time to time. But adding this element with a mobile quarterback it's, I think it's going to do wonders for this offense. I'm really excited to see what kind of balance they strike because uh, part of me is like a little worried that, that maybe they will be too stubborn in their approach, which is what I think part of uh, – I think that's part of the problem from last year was just being a little too stubborn. But Shea Patterson looks like the kind of talent that – it'd be hard to not utilize, you know? So there's there's that going for him. I th- I, but that'll be exciting just to see what kind of balance they strike. When I watch his time at Ole Miss, what I see is a quarterback who is just like right on the verge of becoming a good developed player. You know what I mean? And so my hope is that through whatever time, you know, he had left at Ole Miss after his injury to uh, – you know, this, this time at Michigan now, hopefully that development has come along far enough to where he you know, he really looks like the real deal, and it's not it's not this talent that you're waiting on to fully sprout. He's going to come out against Notre Dame ready to fire. That's that's obviously everybody's hope, but I think it's it's realistic. It's it's not just uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, so he's got the talent, he's got some experience, and he's got a lot of things that look like they could be coachable. And I know that Jim Harbaugh, a lot of people have hassled him about not really having that quarterback or that Andrew Luck. Again, I'd, I'd agree with you in the fact that even though we didn't maybe know at the beginning of the season that Rudock would play as well as he did or spate in 2016, Jim Harbaugh obviously showed that he can help a guy develop through his coaching staff. And so I think Shea Patterson has a lot of – he got a lot of things that he can improve on to really become that that leader, uh, not only kind of as a, as a veteran, just in terms of, of his experience around college football uh, down south, but really as a playmaker that takes a step up from what he was at Ole Miss. And then a guy that maybe makes less mistakes than he made at Ole Miss. That's, a, that's one of the concerning things for me is he did throw, I think, 12 interceptions last year alone. Uh, and, and that's not a great number. You'd like to see it lower than that. Uh, obviously clean up a little bit. And, and every quarterback that throws a couple of less interceptions in the year before probably has had a better season uh, just by limiting the mistakes, fumbles, interceptions, uh, bad reads, bad throws, a lot like that. But for me, I like what you say. And, and I have a question of 
we spent a lot of last season, it seems like almost waiting for Harbaugh to open things up. And then he, he really just kind of ran some odd sets in a monsoon against Michigan State and made John O'Corn throw it a ton of times. And he started to question the play calling. Shea Parrish, and like we talked about, is more versatile. Do we see what he can do right away uh, at Notre Dame because of the, the type of game it is? Or do you think that there's still some sense of, hey, let's not show off too much that this offense can do until later in the conference season? I mean, you're, you're going on the road to play, I believe, number 12, Notre Dame. I, I, have, I have no, no way of like, um, conceptualizing why they would decide to hold something back. That is, you're not playing Central Michigan at home. You're playing Notre Dame on the road. There's nothing to hold back. You, you give it all. And I agree with that, but where I struggle is watching that Michigan-Michigan State game live last year, and it wasn't working. And it was like they were too stubborn to make an adjustment. And I, I just I do kind of wonder about the stubbornness overall of just kind of Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff and why people started questioning, hey, if, if it's not working, try something else. Or, or in this case, over the offseason – if you're the offensive line, let's simplify it for these guys. It doesn't have to be that hard. So Ed Warner comes in and simplifies things. I agree that I think absolutely you got to do everything you do to win the game. But I'm going to be frustrated, I think, two possessions in if all they want to do is turn and hand the ball off and and they're not getting down the field if they're not letting Shea Patterson get into open space. And, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll absolutely just come out and throw every single play uh, until they score a touchdown via the air because they didn't do a whole lot of that last year. And even with a better option at quarterback, I believe the pass game, just, just the way it was run last year, whether the quarterback was good or not, just didn't seem to, to fit uh, and make anybody happy. And so if they come out throwing all the time, I would for one love that. I just feel like they do like that bread and butter. Let's turn, hand the ball off and let's try to get the running game established. And sometimes in my opinion, uh, they do that a little too long for my liking. Well, I'm hopeful because of the the alluding to these run-pass options, these RPOs that we've been seeing throughout the summer now, because that, in my mind, that was like a huge development because the stubbornness was the number one worry for me when they got a talent like Shea Patterson. It was like, well, okay, sure, you know, he's a good talent, good quarterback, whatever, but like, are they going to utilize him in the best way? This RPO stuff that we've been hearing about, to whatever extent it is, I mean, obviously we won't know until we see it in a game plan, but that makes me really hopeful that this staff, and Jim Harbaugh especially, are evolving in a way to embrace the array of talents at the quarterback position. And so I think that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Do you, I know that we we obviously talk a little bit over the summer about our expectations and and we're a lot more careful, I think, as we as we grow more mature, is what I would call it, Tyler. Do you do you sense that Shea Patterson can provide enough uh, this year for a Big Ten championship, or or even more than that? Or do you think that there's still too many either other good teams in the conference, or too many other pieces to figure out for Michigan to actually be a legitimate? I think uh, there st- there's still a huge piece on the team that, that needs to be solidified, and that's the offensive line. You know, Shea Patterson could be 
Well, he would like have to literally be Superman. He would have to be able to elevate. He would have to be able to get off the ground and move in, in, in that way so as not to be sacked and possibly injured. So there's that. But then I also think, I mean, Michigan's playing in like, you know, we, we can argue about where the Big Ten East ranks in terms of division, but like we can just safely call it one of the toughest divisions in college football with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State. That's, I mean, that's, that's really tough to get through. I, I saw uh, earlier today, because the AP rankings came out, that, that Michigan's playing you know, just all these teams in the, the top, top 15 or the top 20, whatever it might be. And that's, I mean, that's just a really tough schedule. So they're, they have, they're going up against a lot. But if you, if you can't solve the offensive line and you flop in some of these big games, that won't have everything to do with Shea Patterson. I mean, there's, there's going to be plenty of blame to go around if things go south like that. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. I, I do wonder if a lot of blame falls on him just because of all the expectations, just like a lot of blame falls on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, even in a time last year where, where obviously quarterback play wasn't great, which isn't entirely his fault, especially as guys get injured. Uh, I just I know that now that Shea Patterson is the starting quarterback, which is the, the basis of this conversation, and, and we all know it, I expect expectations to just continue to skyrocket as they do at the beginning of every year. And I'm prepared to be humbled, at least in some aspects. I still think that this is a winnable game on the road. It'll be a very tough challenge. Uh, we talked about kind of the meaning of this for, for Jim Harbaugh beating a rival. I think that it is an incredible start to your season if you can beat a number 12 team on the road like that. And then obviously the conversation goes from there. But uh, I do know that we get a lot of hype. Guys are bigger. A lot of pictures are going around this week about how, how much weight and muscle guys have put on. And I just feel like as we get closer it gets more exciting, but I feel like even my hype, just seeing that Shea Patterson was a quarterback, I got super overhyped for about five minutes, came back to reality and said, hey, he could come out and throw back-to-back pick sixes. And we just don't know what will happen until we see it. So I'm right on that borderline of getting way too excited too soon. But at the same time, Tyler, we're only days away from football, and it feels good. Well, we're, we are always days away from football, no matter where you are in the calendar year. That's true, but you know what I mean. I mean, just we're, we're, just we're, technically, we're mere days. Away. Technically speaking, mere days away. Uh, I I have some photos of me before and after uh, putting on muscle that I haven't put out yet. Same. I'm thinking about doing that. You do? Yeah, let's do it next Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, mine are whatever. I mean, I'm impressed with them, but it doesn't mean you have to be. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add on Shea Patterson before we wrap up? I just hope he balls out, and, and I'm excited for the season to start. Be a baller move to do that. Hey, thanks for listening to us on the Go Blue Crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Ty underscore Fenwick. If you want to follow Derek, that's at Divine Identity. So thanks for checking us out. Go Blue. Go Blue.